0: Good morning, everybody. I <clears throat> hope you're doing well today. Um, I talked to a few people at the beginning, and it sounds like everybody's dealing with something. Um, so I've got a little bit of a sore throat, I apologize. Um, I sound a little bit raspy today. Um, and God is so good, right? He is so good. He's better than anything we can imagine. He is greater than anything we can imagine. And we have the, the honor and the joy to be able to come and celebrate Him together, right? That's incredible, that's incredible. We, we we set aside this time of year. We set aside these these um, few weeks right before Christmas, right, to celebrate Him, to to talk about Him, to to cherish Him, to hold Him in His right place, and and we do all this in the midst of all the chaos and the junk that's going on around us, right? Um, we we have this opportunity. I'm going to set this down for just a second. We have this opportunity in this world, and we see. Um, we, we see the things of the world that, that are just a distraction to all people, right? Um, uh, there, there's absolutely nothing wrong with giving a gift to somebody, correct? Right? We would all agree with that. That's kind of a polite thing to do. There's absolutely nothing wrong with if I, if I brought Andrew a gift and said, here, Andrew, this is for you, right? There's nothing wrong with that. But, 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 but if all of my focus, if everything that I care about, if everything that is, is, is wrapped up in some tiny thing, under a tree, then then my hope is really pretty fleeting, right? Has anybody ever received something that they thought would be the most amazing gift in all of the world? Like the most incredible thing that they've ever gotten, that they've ever seen, that they've has anybody ever received something that was gonna transform your life? And you begged for it and you wanted it and you asked for it and maybe not even begged as right. You whined to your parents until you got it, right? And then you got it, and then a week later, like, it's under your bed, right? or It's hidden in a closet. or it's a, I, was, I was thinking about this the other day because um, in my closet, I've got this really awesome, I mean, totally, this will blow your mind if you have ever, probably none of you ever heard of something this cool. There's this thing in my closet, it's on the floor, it's got two wheels on it. And you can stand on it, and it's called a hoverboard. And it is the greatest thing ever. It totally changed my kid's life, and it's been in my closet longer than they've ever used it, right? Because it totally transformed their world. It was going to be the greatest, most awesome. I've got a picture from when I was a kid, um, uh, and I was at the kitchen table, like, really goofy looking, bent down. And there's this RC track. And it's got this cool ramp where the deal goes over my, and I'm yeah, right. And I played with it for a minute, in the grand scheme of things, right? I played with it for a moment. I, I had it for just a second. And and I've been given the, this this gift here at this church that that is far greater than anything that you could ever imagine. And 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 it's it's my friend Josh Franzoni, my doppelganger, um, and he got to preach last week and like give this. Um, it was like this preemptive moment of me being on stage, because we look similar, and, and we act similar, and, and he was like he was like the foreshadowing of me coming, and so it is a great gift, but I don't know if y'all remember, but last week he shared that today is his birthday, right? So we're going we're gonna to share some love with Josh after this, but I just wanted to make a quick segue there for that. Um, we have been given so much in this world, and, and there's stuff, and there's items, and there's things, and, there, and there's just really, and this is going to sound like a terrible word, don't hear it, we'll hear it definitely right. There is junk in this world that we latch onto and that we hold on to. We think it's going to transform us. We think it's going to shape us. We think it's going to mold us into something great. And people, for all of the History of the world have gotten things and stuff and money and power and gold and silver and all of this stuff. And what does it ever lead to? Absolutely nothing, right? absolutely nothing. But we are in this world, we are in this place and we the church, the body of Christ, we have seen and we have opened this gift of Jesus Christ that is far greater, far more powerful, far superior than anything that has ever been on this world. And we have it and we get to cherish it and hold it and grasp it and attain more of it, right? through the scriptures. We can know Jesus more by the scripture. We can hold on to Jesus more. We can love him more by reading the scriptures, by coming to church and fellowshipping together. We can know him more. We can know the greatest thing that's ever been offered to the world in the person of Jesus Christ. And that is transformative in all of history. All of history looks back to this moment of Jesus, and, and everything is pivotal on him, right? Before Jesus, everybody looked forward to a coming Savior. After Jesus, everybody looks back to the Savior, right? And we may not say it, we may not admit it, this world may not know it, but Jesus is the key to all of history. He is everything, and we hold him in our hearts, and we get to share who he is. We get to hold on to what he is. We get to proclaim the truth and the knowledge and, and the love of what he is and who he is. And, and we as a church, like, like we, this small church in Midwest City, Oklahoma, right? We, we know people all over this world, right? We just sent people all over this world. We sent people to Africa and we send people to, to Central America. And we see, there's people all over this world that we know that are out proclaiming the name of Jesus and we have the name of Jesus here. What are we doing with that name? What are we sharing with that name? What are we proclaiming with the truth of who Jesus is? Uh, last week we, we were reading, we've been reading the last few weeks out of Luke 2, and we've we've seen uh, Mary and Joseph who, whose world was really shifted in, in a dynamic way. Like when they were young, they, they were teenagers, probably, right? Uh, angels appeared to them and they were told of Jesus going to be a part of their life, right? Mary was told that she was going to conceive and give birth to Jesus. That is a remarkable statement. We we, we can see that. We can read that and like... Like, how do we just read over that without it changing our lives? And then we see Joseph, this young teenage boy, and he, he's betrothed to Mary, and he gets this news that she's pregnant, and he doesn't know what to do, and he's, he's scared, and he's afraid. And remember last week, Joshua was saying, fear not, and he was teaching us about that. And, 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 and Joseph hears, fear not, behold, you're going to have a baby, and you're going to name him Jesus, Right? You're going to name him Jesus, and not only does he just tell it; it's not just this this brief thing, but but the very next phrase is is remarkable in Matthew, and he says, "For he is going to save his people." Right? This Jesus, this savior, this guy, this baby that I'm offering to you, this baby that is going to come out of your family, out of your, he is going to be the savior of the world. Now that is remarkable. I, I was thinking about that. I was reading. It. This is just a little bit of a tangent, but when when when. When we found out we were having children in our family, if somebody would have told me that one of mine was going to be the savior of the world, right? That would be a whole different context to the joy of what we were about to experience, right? It would have changed my world. But, but if I'm Joseph, I'm also asking some questions like, wait a second. I, I know how salvation, salvation comes through sacrifice, Salvation comes through the blood of the lamb. And you're telling me this Jesus is going to be the Savior? Like, that may have given me some pause, right? I may have been a little bit worried. Like, if somebody tells me that my son is going to be the one that pays the price for you, I'm going to be worried about that. That's going to hit me differently. But this baby, this Jesus, he's coming into the world. And all the joy that they were experiencing, all the hope that they were, it, it was it was huge in the grand scheme of things right it was massive it was bigger than anything we could ever imagine so like like we we I have said this before we give announcements when we're having a baby we we tell people when when we're about to have a baby when a baby is coming we throw a shower we have a party and we tell people and the the truth of it is that this baby that was born in a manger is the greatest gift that's ever been given And in no way, shape, or form should we ever be silent about the gospel of Jesus Christ. He is the one that is higher than all things, that is greater than all things, that is above all things. And we get to celebrate that today, right? That's a good thing, right? That is a great thing. I'm going to read real quick, excuse me, in Luke chapter 2. Um, you can turn in your Bible. There, we're going to read the very last section of this. Um, uh, we we we've read about um, uh, Caesar Augustus. and We read about Joseph taking his family in to to for the um, uh, to be registered, and and everybody's coming into town, and and the shepherds are out in the field, right? And 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 they are told about Jesus coming. They're told about the birth, and these lowly people are. are are, are the ones that are coming in and proclaiming the truth of, of Jesus, right? They're coming in, the, these, these, these lowly people that are looked down upon, they are the ones that are proclaiming the truth of Jesus. And, and we can kind of see ourselves in that picture as well, right? I am unworthy to be here, but, but yet Jesus counts me as righteous because of himself. So, I get to spread the truth of who he is, and I get to share who he is and and, and the shepherds uh, and the angels and we're seeing all these things happen we're seeing all these things transform and at the very end of uh, not at the very end in in the middle of chapter two there um Uh, I'm going to start in verse 20, and it says, And the shepherds returned, glorified and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Right, their lives have just been changed, their lives have just been transformed. Josh did a great job talking about that last week. And it says, At the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. This baby, this lowly baby that can't take care of itself, can't do anything for itself, is the Savior of the world, and he was called Jesus, right? And that alone should be enough to change our lives. That alone we should be able to hold on to and look at that and go, this miraculous story that we read, this truth of the gospel of who Jesus was, how he came, how he was foretold about in the Old Testament, that is the transformation of my life. And when I see Jesus, when I hear the name of Jesus, it should put me in awe as to what took place in luke chapter one we see and i've already talked about this and the people were waiting for zechariah uh, hang on 28 to 31 excuse me let me not go there right now i apologize matthew chapter 1 22 let's go there joseph son of david do not fear to take mary as your wife for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sin. Jesus is the one that comes to save. Jesus is the one that comes and change people. Have you ever been in this, in this world and, and been um, maybe afraid to share the gospel, the good news of who Jesus is? Like, like, I don't know what to say. I may not say it right. I may not do it right. But it's not me that needs to do the saving. It's Jesus that does the saving. It's me that gets to understand him, that gets to know him, that gets to read his word, gets to read his truth. And then I get to proclaim that to other people. And he is the one that transforms hearts. He is the one that changes hearts. He is the one that brings people closer to him, right? It's not about anything that I can do. It's not about anything that I am. It's not about who I am. It's not about what I am. Think about Mary and Joseph, right? They were just they were really kind of nobodies in their place on time and earth. They were unimportant. They, they really didn't matter to anybody at that time. They, they, they didn't have this special place. They, they, they didn't have the best room. They didn't have the biggest um, uh, estate, right? They were unimportant. But in God's view, they held a very special place, right? They got to be the ones to deliver the goodness of Jesus. They got to be the ones that brought Jesus to the world, right? That's incredible. So we in this place, like sometimes we may feel unimportant. We may feel like like this. I'm just, I just can't do anything. I'm just not, I don't have the money to do that. I don't have the, I don't have the name to do that. I don't have the power to do that. I can't. You're right. You don't have anything to do that. Jesus has the power to do that. Jesus has the ability to change. Jesus is the one that can do great things. In Isaiah chapter 9. It says. For to us a child is born. To us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called. Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. His name shall be called Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. We get to share about the goodness of who he is and what he is, right? His name is greater than all things. His name is better than all things. His name, not my name, not the name Josh Sweet, not the name East Point Church, right? Not the name Chris Roberts. None of this is important, only the name of Jesus, and we get to celebrate that here today. So, so we are we are we are just on the precipice here tomorrow of like opening gifts, right? Like we're all excited about that, right? Is anybody else excited about that? Okay, just me. Okay, I, if you all are unexcited, bring any gift you got tomorrow to my home and I will be happy to open it. I'll be happy to play with it and I will be happy to enjoy that toy and that sweater and that jewelry and that, all those things that you get. But you know what? It's not really going to do anything over long lasting time. It's not going to change my life. It's not going to redirect who I am as a person. But the name of Jesus can change my life. And the name of Jesus can change your life. And so we're, we're here, and, and kids, I, I'm sorry that I sound like I'm like downing on presence. It's not me downing on the presence, but the goodness of this place is that we get to share the greatest gift of all in Jesus Christ. And if you have been here today, if you've ever been in this building, you have heard us say the name of Jesus. This is what is important. This is what changes lives. This is what we see and what can make us. Right in him in um, Paul writes it all over the place, but, but, but Paul writes in, in Philippians chapter two, let me, let me just read these couple of verses here. And it says, um, <clears throat> have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God, a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus is greater than all things. He is above all things. Right here in this small passage, it says that all people for all time at one day are going to to say, Jesus Christ is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. All people, no matter where they are, present, alive right now, already dead, one day, all people in the future are going to say, Jesus Christ is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, regardless of where they are. Does that make sense? So we are here, we have been opened up, we have seen the glory of God, we have seen Jesus. And if I don't proclaim him now, if I don't say, if I don't confess with my mouth that he is the king of kings and I'm not saved today, one day I'm going to say that, but it'll be on the bad side of things. He is the name that is above every name. He is the name that is higher than every other name. Nothing on this planet compares to him. Nothing is As great as him, he changes everything. When when I was reading, when I was doing some stuff, I've just got one one little thing I want to read. i say it's little. It's like a paragraph. And and I think it's pretty remarkable to to hear the contrast of of like Jesus has always been, right? He has always been. He has always been with the Father. Him and the Holy Spirit, they've always been. And yet he gave some of his things up to come to the earth in the form of a Servant, right? For us. For us. Listen to this. Listen to this words. It says, the word of the father by whom all time was created was made flesh and was born in time for us. He without whose divine permission no day completes its course. Wish to have one day for his human birth in the bosom of his father. He existed before all the cycles of the ages, born of an earthly mother. He entered upon the course of the years on this day. The maker of man became man, that he, the ruler of the stars, might be nourished at the breast, that he, the bread, might be hungry, that he, the fountain, might thirst, that he, the light, might sleep, that he, the way, might be wearied by the journey, that he, the truth, might be accused by false witnesses, that he, the judge of the living and the dead, might be brought to trial by a mortal judge, that he, justice, might be condemned by the unjust, that he, the teacher, might be scourged with whips, that he, the vine, might be crowned with thorns, that he, the foundation, might be suspended upon a cross." that strength might be weakened, that he who makes well might be wounded, that life might die to endure these and similar indignities for us to free us, unworthy creatures. He who existed as the Son of God before all ages, without a beginning, died to become the Son of Man in these recent years. He did this, although he who submitted to such great evils for our sake had done no evil. And although we who were the recipients of so much good at his hands, had done nothing to merit these benefits, begotten by the Father, he was not made by the Father. He who was man in the mother, whom he himself had made, so that he might exist here for a while, sprung from her, who could never and nowhere have existed except through his power. He was everything. He is everything. He was all things. And he gave that up. Why? Why? For us unworthy, for you, for me, and because of that, we can celebrate the name that is above all names. Uh, Josh pointed out last week one of my favorite verses in John, and when John sees Jesus coming, like like Jesus was here on the earth and people didn't even realize He was Jesus yet, right? They didn't know He was Jesus. He he wasn't. Some of the things I was reading said He wasn't like floating around, right? Like. Uh, Just clean and bright and a huge halo. He was a man and nobody, they weren't recognized. And John points to him and says, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That is the king that we get to celebrate today. That Jesus who came humbly to this earth, who gave up all of his glory, came down to earth and and, and set himself aside from his glory for you and for me. That is the name that is above every name. Today we get to celebrate the King of Kings. Today we get to celebrate the Lord of Lords. And I'm going to pray and I'm going to ask Jesus to come down and show himself to us. To teach us more about who he is. Maybe to set aside some of the things that I want. And maybe that God would impute in me a desire more for him. Right? This is the day that we get to celebrate him. The name that is above every names. Jesus, we thank you so much for today. We thank you for all the things that you have offered for us we thank you for the things that that you have given to us God in this world we are we are a people that that are self-seeking and self-serving God we are a people that that want nothing more than for myself to be great God we pray that at this time specifically God that we would see you as the king of kings and the lord of lords God we pray that you would change our hearts we pray that you would ask us to see you for who you are, for what you are. God, you are the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And I pray that you would make us a bold people that would go out and speak the truth of your name. God, may we go out into this world and may we speak the goodness of who you are. God, this world does not know you, your goodness, your truth. Everything that you are about being God is an affront to this world who wants to put themselves in your place. God, I pray that we, the people of God, would shine your light to this world. We would do it in a way that this world sees the love that you have for them. God, we pray for broken hearts to be changed. We pray for, for the hurting to be healed. God, we pray for your truth and your knowledge to speak out to us. God, use this church to do great things, not for our namesake, but for your namesake.